Oh, shit. Recorded live. Warning. Recorded the recording live. you're about to hear contains frank discussions of truth, guns, and the American way. If you are offended by hard work, honesty, and angry peasants, consider yourself warned. If you do choose to proceed, please sit back and relax. Hello and welcome to Freedom Fighter, the most highly talked about and controversial show on the internet today. Visit us online at www.freedomfighterradio.net. Broadcast live by far the most politically incorrect, uncompromising, hardcore show about your freedom. Listen in as Jim, the freedom fighter himself, also known as the Michael Savage of Internet Radio, exposes the enemies of freedom, both domestic and foreign. Borders, language, and culture. It's not just for breakfast anymore. No apologies. It's freedomfighterradio.net. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we are retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rev than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the Pharaoh? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shotters around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computation. When great forces around the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. America, get ready for the revolution. Patriot groups are on the rise. 
A new report out of the Southern Poverty Law Center shows a 244% jump in these new groups. But how dangerous are these people, and are they really anti-government? Here to answer these questions and more is Jim Sikoe. Hey there, Jim. The SPLC characterizes these groups as people who engage in groundless conspiracy theorizing or advocate or adhere to extreme anti-government doctrines. Now, you say that you've been targeted by them. Do you fit into this category? Absolutely, because, you know, what Americans are finally realizing is that it's not the D.C. We're finally realizing, as James Madison, James Madison said, that the ultimate authority resides in the people, and that if the federal government gets too powerful and oversteps its authority, then the people would develop plans of resistance and resort to arms. And when a government betrays the people by amassing too much power, by becoming tyrannical, we the people will have no choice but to exercise the original right of self-defense to fight the government, and that's Alexander Hamilton. And if the people think that was a radical quote, they are not Americans. Because that's what this nation was founded upon. This weapon I hold in my hand right now is to protect us against tyranny, as Jefferson said, which is the liberty teeth of the people. We will defend, not attack. Do you agree with that and the other people on the list who are actually posing a dangerous threat to society? Uh, our president is a danger. Uh, the members, and we are definitely under a guise of tyranny right now, and it's, it's fixing to get hard. And, and I'm here. To, I'm hoping that we can save this republic uh, peacefully. I'm hoping that we can save this republic uh, peacefully. But I seriously doubt it. Welcome, people, to the most hardcore anti-Islamic show to ever exist. We are rising up, not just against radical Islam, but against the real enemy, Islam. Islam, the doctrine of the mentally ill. The cancer called Islam. Islam is not a religion of peace. It's not even worthy to be called a religion. We're rising up, people. You're listening to Freedom Fighter Radio. People, for, the, for those new people that are now streaming, I want to say hello to all the new people that are listening in Georgia and Carolina now. If this is your first show, We'll give you a quick intro, and we're going to get to our show. Kayla Mueller of Arizona, useful tool for jihad. Well, Freedom Fighter Radio, we're dedicated to eliminating the Islamic threat to the United States Constitution and exposing the threat to our way of life. We will continue to expose the organizations, the individuals, and groups, both foreign and domestic, enemies of our allies and enemies of this nation. People are enemies. We will not be stopped by an appeasing attitude. As you heard in that soundbite in the beginning of our show, in the beginning of all our shows now, of Ronald Reagan. Freedom Fighter Radio will not back down. We will not be silent. And we will not submit. And we will defend our First Amendment our right of expression, 
with lethal, deadly force and retaliatory counterstrikes if need be. A word of warning, America's enemies, you've been warned. Our government has failed us. Our president has betrayed us. Our president is committing the greatest act of treason, which makes the act of treason of Benedict Arnold. And any traitor prior to this administration pales in comparison to the treason of Obama. Because what we are witnessing, people, is a failure of our government. As political prostitutes are gripping tight the reins of our government, and as we are witnessing the traitors that are plundering and emptying the pockets of the American taxpayers into their high, that are sitting in high places into their pockets, they're emptying our money into the coffers of the enemy. Degenerates are doing their bidding. And I ask you, America, I ask you people who support our troops and who support freedom and the greatest nation ever exists, and that does exist, how much more of this sickness must men and women of honor endure before we hurl the scum into oblivion? Democrats, and yes, even Republicans alike, that are sitting atop Capitol Hill, are abusing their power. They are deaf to the will of we, the people. They pass bills and refuse to pass bills that will protect our rights, and they pass bills that strip away our rights and our dignity. And you know what? They're laughing at us as they use their influence to garner personal wealth, uncaring as they crush we, the people, the average citizen in the process. The system is broken. But we, the people, can, will, and shall fix that. You're going to need email us at freedomfighterradiocontact at gmail.com. Got a misspelled there. I got con, but it's actually dot com. Maybe that's why I'm not getting <laughs> too many emails. Well, tonight, people, we're going to talk about Kayla Mueller. And before we get into that, our information is coming from Debbie Schlusel who is a proud Jew that may not live in Paris and Copenhagen. Um, our, we were going to have a guest on tonight, um, Debbie Schlusel, but um, in recent days, in response to her posting about what you're going to hear tonight, what you're going to hear tonight, people, she's received many death threats from Muslims. Yes, and you can go see these death threats by going to DebbieSchlusel.com, that's Debbie, S-C-H-L-U-S-S-E-L.com. People are threatening to rape her, torture her, and kill her. They've been ramped up in the last uh, few days, uh, she says, people. In fact, hundreds of anti-Semitic emails, tweets, and comments in her inbox and on Twitter We've received the same, even on a Facebook page. In response to her accurate um, report on an ISIS snuffy by the name of Kayla Mueller about her year in the service of Hamas and Fatah, 
who Kayla Mueller, who many people said we need many like her, her friends, her family, people in the media, no, people. The problem is we need less scumbags like Kayla Mueller. Why? Because of her harassment and participating with those that harassed Israeli soldiers at checkpoints as they tried to keep terrorists out, trying to stop them from tearing down terrorist smuggling homes. In fact, Debbie Mueller goes on much about this. You know, many of the people that are threatening her, just like the ones that are threatening us, refuse to disclose their real names because it might get back to their employers, maybe their friends, maybe their families. Though their families probably share the same attitude. Um, So I, I would like all of you people to go look at some of these threats. You know, cowards. Cowards. They're nothing more than cowards. So with that being said, people, let's let's talk about Kayla Mueller. Let's talk about Kayla Mueller, the dead ISIS hostage, who was a Jew-hating anti-Israel, and may I say, bitch. As Debbie points out, no tears for the newly departed Kayla Mueller, the ISIS hostage whose parents confirmed that she has assumed room temperature. She was a Jew-hating, and um, hold on one second, Um, a Jew-hating anti-Israel bitch. I got to turn down my uh, monitor here. I got my, um, okay, security security system here. Sorry, I had a... Turn down my high-tech security system here. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to this. Well, this piece of crap, and yes, I'm talking about Kayla Mueller. So I'm ready for the hate. I'm ready for the threat. But a word of warning, I'm, I'm well-trained. I'm more than adequately armed. And I will defend my First Amendment against any who... I mean, my Second Amendment with my... Uh, I'll defend my First Amendment with my Second Amendment. Sorry, getting them all confused. They both go hand in hand, okay? The Second Amendment is the prop of our right of free speech. So, this piece of crap, Mueller, she worked with the Palestinians, harassed Israeli soldiers from doing their job of keeping out terrorists from Israel. You know, and now here's the thing. The homes that Kayla Mueller joined with uh, Palestinians were used to smuggle weapons from Hamas in order to perpetrate terrorist attacks. In fact, she has written several lying, slanderous, anti Well, Debbie noted last week and many other times on her site, that she has no sympathy, nor do we, for any of these American and named hostages of ISIS. In fact, let me stop right there. Many of you may not be aware that every single hostage, the ones that that were with the media that were beheaded, were Islamic converts. Isn't that ironic? Isn't that ironic? And her attitude and our attitude is 
that when we hear that they've been stuffed out, well, guess what? So sad, too bad. Why? Because every one of these hostages that have been paraded, with the exception of the Coptic Christians and the children that are going to be burned and have been burned alive, and the Coptic Christians that were killed this past weekend on the shores of Tripoli, basically telling the U.S. Marines a big F you, well, I think we should say we're going to nuke you. They, they were leftist, American-hating journalists. And they had one agenda, and their agenda is to tell us how moderate and democratic these beheaders, these savages, these live human burners are, or they are anti-American aid workers. That's like the Middle East version of Barack Obama's community organizer. Now, that's what Mueller basically was. She was a Middle East version of a community organizer. She went to Israel and the so-called West Bank in Gaza to help Hamas sink Jewish haters. Kayla Mueller was part of the International Solidarity Movement, which is a terrorist group that aided and abetted Al-Qaeda, Hamas, and Islamic Jihad, and the Al-Qaeda Martyrs Brigade terrorists, including two British Muslims who blew up Mike's bar in Tel Aviv. Now, Abdullah Abu Rama, who is a coordinator of the popular committee in the village of Balan, where Kayla joined the protest, told ISM, that's the International Solidarity Movement, that Kayla came to Palestine to stand in solidarity with us. She marched with us and faced the military that occupies our land side by side with us. For this, Kayla will always live in our hearts. We send our support to her family and will continue, like Kayla, to work against injustice wherever it is. You know what's really interesting, people, is that the media makes a big deal when Israel defends itself against aggression. When Israel strikes back and there's occasional collateral damage, women and children in apartment buildings that they use as human shields. It becomes a major story. But it's not a major story that 21 Coptic Christians who refused to deny Jesus Christ were slaughtered on the very beaches that our U.S. Marines fought back, you know the song, from the shores of Tripoli to the halls of Montezuma, Mueller also plays Palestinians, okay, okay, um, yeah, that resisted the confiscation and de- demolition of their homes and land. It, it, specifically in the Shikia Jara neighborhood of what they call Occupied East Jerusalem. She stayed with the El Kurd family to try and prevent the takeover of their home by Israeli settlers. Again, this piece of crap, which no one in the media has pointed out, the fact that she praised Palestinians who attacked Israelis with rocks and said she marched arm in arm with them and supported their violence. So 
It is poetic justice. The Mueller spent her last month as a hostage of the Islamic terrorists with whom she thought she had some sort of kinship and sisterhood and that she died in her hand. You know, when people ask, Debbie Shulushul says, what she thinks of Caleb Mueller, and I'll say the same, we think she's incinerated. Bye-bye, Kyla. Have fun with your 72 Yasser Arafats. And one final comment on that is, I wonder how well coexistence worked out with Kayla Mueller. How well did it work with Stephen Stotloff and the other journalists? How well did your coexistence work uh, for your your family members that lost your your fellow, you know, your brother, your sister, whatever, in an attempt to coexist with Islam? How well did it work out? Doesn't seem that it worked out too well, did it? And people are going to attack Debbie Schlushel at DebbieSchlushel.com. That's D E B B I E S C H L U S S E L dot com. Attack us for pointing these things out. Remember, people, the Palestinian Authority is a very organization that was birthed by Yasser Arafat, the man that orchestrated the 1972 terrorist attack, which kidnapped an entire Israel uh, soccer team and massacred them, who is now represented in the United Nations. Yeah. And you want to know why these terrorists persist? Because the PLO, by recognizing the PLO, and I said this years ago, even before I did a podcast, that if the PLO gains a seat in the United Nations, that is going to um, be like a shot in the arm to terrorist organizations. That if we just hang with this long enough, that maybe we will sit right beside the PLO in the UN. Now, people are going to say, would ISIS ever be represented in the UN? Would Al Qaeda rep- ever have a representative seat in the UN? If that sounds far fetched, if that question was asked in 1972, 73, or 71 about the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, you would probably get the same reaction then that you would get now when talking about would ISIS or Al-Qaeda ever be represented in the United Nations. And you say that's impossible. That would never happen. Well, a terrorist organization is now, people, now, currently represented in the United Nations. Okay? Fact. Fact. Well, this weekend, people, as well, we're going to talk about uh, what some of the other things that happened this weekend. Um Bob Simon, who died. I don't know if many of you know who uh, Bob Simon is. He was another anti-Semitic, un-American piece of crap. Um, I'd like to uh, share some information about him as my dad served in Vietnam 
three toys. And by the way, if you all haven't seen American Sniper, you need to go see it. Bob Simon, who was another liberal, elitist, anti-American, anti-Israel, self-hating Jew, and a professional propagandist, you know, but yet Fox News, which is still the best out there, but yet has a large portion of his stock owned by followers of the Quran and Allah, people that fund 80% of the mosque in America, people that um, fund many of the madrasas where these terrorists are coming from, they're not pointing this out. You know? Debbie had no tears for him. I have no tears for him. He lied about Israel. He lied in favor of the Palestinian. And guess what, people? Bob Simon, his lies cost American lives in Vietnam. As Debbie points out, if this is great journalism and the conventional mainstream media wisdom is that it is, then we have more confirmation that the great journalism is lying through your teeth, propaganda, pimping leftist garbage, which we know already. So it is fitting that Bob Simon died in a car accident in his regularly chauffeur-driven Lincoln town car. This limousine liberal was driven around like royalty because he made a career out of spitting on the graves of U.S. servicemen and Israeli Jews, most of whom could never dream of living his Hoffluten, Luxie, holier-than-thou Manhattan lifestyle. Bob Simon's tombstone needs to be kicked over and desecrated. It's not news that Simon died because he refused to put on a seatbelt. He was a life of arrogance. He arrogantly lied on TV news, was too arrogant to wear a safety harness in an automobile because nothing had ever happened to him as a result of his conduct and behavior, and he believed nothing ever would. He thought that his open contempt for Jews in Israel made him better than everyone else. But if this was 1940s Auschwitz, this condescending AO would be sent to the ovens just like everyone else. That's right. He would be sent to the ovens like everyone else, including many of his fellow co-religionists that he very clearly hated. Simon's so-called reporting consisted of lying about American boys on the front lines in Vietnam. He lied about Israeli soldiers trying to protect their country. He lied about an Israeli fence built trying, that, was, built, that was trying to keep out Islamic terrorists out of Israel so it would be harder for them to bomb coffee and pizza shops bars and synagogues, Passover seders. Even in one of his few mildly decent reports about persecuted Christians in the Middle East, he took the opportunity to attack Israel, the one place in the region where Christians are actually safe. People, this is not allegations. This is documented fact. In fact, search YouTube. 
for Bob Simon and Israel. And you'll read the rest of the story. People, you are listening to Freedom Fighter Radio, taking on the enemies of America, both foreign and domestic. We'll be back after this. Israel, a nation born of liberty, freedom, and hope. America's unwavering friend. Israel is now fighting for its survival against an enemy who thinks nothing of sacrificing Palestinian women and children as human shields. Hamas is using its own children as human shields. A nearby mosque is boasting about rockets being fired at Jerusalem, at Tel Aviv, at Haifa. It's hard to comprehend, but it's true. As Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu says, here's the difference. We're using missile defense to protect our civilians, and they're using their civilians to protect their missiles. Hamas thinks nothing of killing innocent Israelis and Americans. Hamas took billions in humanitarian aid meant for schools and hospitals and used the money for the tools of war, terror tunnels, and weapons. Stand up to this outrage. Make your voice heard. Visit StopHamasNow.com and sign our petition. Last year, we bought over 400 million barrels of oil from Saudi Arabia. We banned world estate that doesn't allow women to drive, doesn't allow them to leave their homes or work without their male guardian's permission. And a state where a woman's testimony only counts for a half of a man. Why are we paying their bills and funding their oppression? Today, there's a better way. Ethical oil from Canada's oil sands. Ethical oil, a choice we have to make. Muslims, radicals, and moderates? And are the radicals abusing the concept of jihad? In recent years, Islam has been divided radical and moderate categories in the Western world and international media. This is a grave mistake. All Muslims agree to only one Islam that is dictated by the Quran and prophetic tradition. But this silly categorization of Islam has created a dangerous predicament that devout Muslims inspired the Quran and prophetic tradition, embrace jihad, and kill innocent people. Then, a few so-called moderate representatives of the Muslim community come forward to condemn it with the excuse that a small number of radical Muslims are perverting Islam. This they do in order to hide the root causes of jihadi violence which is Islam itself, their beloved sacred religion. Let us pay heed to prominent Muslim scholars and statesmen who see the categorization of Islam into radical and moderate as abhorrent. Among them are world-famous Islamic scholar Zakir Naik, Turkish Prime Minister Erdogan, and former Malaysian Prime Minister Bahadir Mohammed. Dr. Zakir Naik from India is an Islamic scholar and preacher of global eminence whose TV programs have audience across the continent. He was asked in one of his TV programs if there are two kinds of Muslims, radical and moderate. Let us hear his response in his own words. You cannot say liberal Muslim or a moderate Muslim. You can say practicing Muslim. 
or partially practicing or non-practicing. <laughs> That's go correct. You know, and to understand Islam, don't look at the Muslim, don't look at me. Go to the scripture. Here, Dr. Zakir Naik asserts that there are no radical or moderate Muslims, but there are practicing and non-practicing Muslims. As a result, as long as one is a non-practicing Muslim, he is not a danger to society. But the day he becomes a devout practicing Muslim, he may embrace the call to his religious duty of taking part in jihad and pose a grave danger to innocent life and society. And how can we know who is a practicing Muslim and who is non-practicing? Until yesterday, one may have been a non-practicing Muslim, and today he may become a practicing one. And now he may start embracing the jihad verses of the Quran for proving his loyalty to Allah and Prophet Muhammad. I'm so sick of them! I'm so sick of the brainwashing about Islam and Muslims and the Quran! Shove it! Shove it all! I'm sick of it! Get, get, take the music off. These throwbacks think they're better than you underneath it all, and 90% of them are on welfare. Speak it out at the supermarket. Tell them what you think of Islam. Tell them what you think of Muslims. Say it on the supermarket line, and don't care what stares you get from those dumb idiots who are checking out behind you with their cracker jacks. I can see what it says in their book of hate. Make no mistake about it, the Quran is not a document of freedom. The Quran is a document of slavery and chattel. It teaches you that you are a slave. Don't tell me I need re-education. They need deportation. You can take CAIR and throw them out of my country. I don't want to hear any more about Islam. I don't want to hear one more word about Islam. Take your religion and shove it up your behind. I'm sick of you. I'm so sick of them. I'm so sick of them. Brought you by the Quran. Warning, the contents of this book are ancient metaphors and not to be taken seriously. Taking seriously may cause a faith-based lobotomy that removes the reason section of your brain, which may lead to a high level of moral indignation that leads to the justification of murder based on the so-called will of Allah. Taking even more seriously may cause the belief that events that happen are actually the will of Allah when really they just happen. Other side effects may include the sudden targeting of your family by illegal private Christian mercenary armies that answer only to the one truth. That's right. We support mercenaries and crusaders against Islam. It's time to strike back, America, against these Islamic savages. Make no mistake. Islam has not been hijacked. It cannot be reformed. How can something they call a religion be reformed when the last words out of its false prophet, Muhammad, would kill all non-Muslims, infidels, which, same thing, same difference. People, Islam is based on violence. It's based on chattel, slavery, subjugation, and terrorism. Islam can be no more reformed than Nazism can be reformed. Or how about this one? 
How about the KKK? Can it be reformed? No. Islam can't be reformed no more than the KKK or Nazi scan. I'm sick of this crap. The enemy is not radical Islam. The enemy is Islam. And what you're witnessing in America, what you're witnessing in America is where Europe was 20 years ago, 15 or 20 years ago. What we're seeing in Europe is a preview of what's coming to American shores. Make no mistake about it. As I've said for years, Europe is a canary in the coal mine. If you don't know what that means, a while ago, years ago, before we had these high-tech equipment to detect poisonous fumes in coal mines, the miners would take a canary, and they would put it in a cage at the entrance, or in a cave, or mine, I should not cave, mine. And if this bird died from the poisonous gas, which only took a lower amount than would affect a human, it was a danger sign. Then it was time to evacuate that mine shaft, or you were next. Well, America, the canary is dead. Will we heed the warning? Because we have a very slim opportunity to get a grasp on how to deal with the enemy. Strike back. Yes, it will be ongoing conflict, and it will to the time Christ returns, people. We need heroes out there. We need more Chris Kyles, true heroes, that didn't do it for glory. They did it for love of country. Yes, Chris Kyle, true American hero. Well, I want to talk about some other things that are in the news. We've heard about the um, Chapel Hill shooting. Many say it's a hate crime. MSNBC and the leftist liberals are trying to uh, vamp it up as a hate crime against Islam. But what a lot of people are not aware of, and you can go over this stuff, uh, I'm probably the first podcast to actually talk about it on audio, even though it's in print, so to speak, on websites. We're the first to talk about it. But I want to say this because you may hear this later, possibly, that the Chapel Hill shooting's victim's father was a leader in a mosque that was raided for a plot to kill U.S. Marines in 2012. Dr. Mohammed Abu Salah has denied that Islamic terrorism is a problem. That's right. Dr. Mohammed Abu Salah of the Islamic Association of Raleigh you know, part of the Islamic Society of North America, which is working with the Brady campaign to disarm Americans. They openly promote that, the Islamic Society of North America. Uh, they've joined the Brady campaign and working with Face United, which also involves other um, de- Christian denominations, believe it or not, that are taking an appeasing attitude by joining with Islam to eviscerate the Second Amendment. But they... Islamic Association of Raleigh, 
denies that Islamic terrorism is a problem. But yet, the monster was raided by the FBI in 2012 as part of a terror plot. Now, Abu Salah, who lost two of his daughters during a dispute over a parking spot, wrote a very controversial newsletter. Uh, in fact, you know, maybe uh, we should look at this uh, newsletter here. Maybe we should see what he says. Uh, for girls, he, um, in the 2008 issue of The Voice, which is a Muslim pu- uh, publication, he said, for girls, this is what he said. Hashim is a declaration of identity and demand for respect. And for both genders, a group of uh, genders, a Muslim group or halakha is a shelter from deviance and a warm place for happiness and fun. This is what the guy wrote. Despite all the evidence to the contrary, this raghead, yeah, I said raghead. You know what? Call the Southern Poverty Law Center. Better yet, why don't you call the Department of Justice Does I use raghead? And better, you know, go for it. Go for it if you hate this show. I dare you. Anyway, he maintains that his daughter's death is a hate crime. He is working with CARE, Council of American Islamic Relations, as we call criminals against infidel rights, or Council of Angry Islamic Ragheads, who have some of its founders and members and leaders sitting in prison, penitentiaries, for funding terrorist organizations, CARE, who's been designated a terrorist organization, which is nothing more than a front group for the Muslim Brotherhood to pressure the Justice Department to investigate. By the way, the Muslim Brotherhood, which I openly will condone, (laughs) it's not a threat. I condone and applaud those that have and will kill members of the Muslim Brotherhood. Why? Because they have pledged the destruction of Western civilization from within. He blames the media for reporting on Islamic terrorism. Maybe, yeah, let me bring up this audio. I know, should I play this? I should. He calls it a hate crime. Hey, man, God, you know, I need to play this. Man. Let me, okay, let me, let me see what this audio is. Hang on, here we go. Let me, let me bring this up. Okay, I'm gonna over and over again. This can happen over and over again. And I want to say one more thing. Um, with the media bombarding every American every day with news about what they call Islamic terrorism, none of which is Islamic at all, um, they're really preparing people for such tragedies and um, triggering them and provoking them. And that is an important message today.
not Islam in Saudi Arabia when the Saudi government kills women for being rape victims, right? Or that denies women the right to drive out of protecting them from rape. Yeah, the Saudis recently have said that, you know, the reason they're so strict on women driving is to protect them from rape. And, yeah, even in Jordan, yeah, Jordan, that kills women for being rape victims. Yeah, I harp on it. Honor diary. It's called honor killings. It, that's not Islam. What? These are Islamic governments that are killing, but not only are they killing women for being rape victims, they are killing Christians. They look the other way while Christian churches are burned, while Christians are set on fire, and this piece of garbage that's maybe an American citizen, but not in his heart. In 2012, people, several members of the Islamic Association of Raleigh conspired to attack U.S. Marines on the Quantico Marine Base in Virginia. Three of its members were convicted of planning this attack. They attended this man's mosque. But that's not Islam, is it? People? Yes, right. Google. Google this. Convicted terrorists accused of plotting to kill witnesses. That's right. You'll learn about a North Carolina man that was sentenced to prison who was part of a homegrown terrorist ring. It was part of a federal court document that described the plot to kill witnesses who testified him. Oh, that's not Islamic terrorism either. That's not, you know. In fact, from the Marine Corps Times, I'm going to read something out of the Marine Corps Times from back there. Three members of a homegrown terror ring who conspired to attack Marine Corps Base Quantico, Virginia, and four targets were sentenced Friday between 15 and 45 years in federal prison. Hysin Sharifi, 27, will serve 45 years in prison. Zayad Yagali, 23, got nearly 32 years. And Muhammad Omar Ali Hassan, 24, yeah, yeah, that's right. They sound nice little French names, or maybe they sound like Amish or Irish. Yeah, good Irish names, right? Well, anyway, they face the possibility of life, life in prison. Each, and they would appeal their convictions and claim innocence. Dozens of members of Raleigh's Muslim community made the five-hour trip to coastal Newburn to witness the hearing for the men whose supporters believe were unjustly convicted. Rather than deal with homegrown threat, the members of this mosque in Raleigh, by and large, defended the would-be Marine-killing terrorists. Hysin Sharifi and others arrested in the terrorism conspiracy were members of the Islamic Association of Raleigh. Wait. I'm banging my head. Where's my duct tape? I need to wrap my head before my brain explodes. Um, yeah. Again, there were members of the Islamic Association of Raleigh, the largest Muslim congregation in the Triangle area, you know, in that area. It's called a Triangle. Several members of the mosque routinely made the four-hour trip 
for the trial in New Bern to support the accused, who they described as an innocent man railroaded by an overzealous federal authorities, and that's all in the Associated Press. Now, Nivan Ali Elishka was arrested in 2012 for plotting to behead our Marines, our heroes, America's front line was a teacher at a religious school affiliated with the Islamic Association of Raleigh. In fact, you can Google brother pleads guilty in NC beheading plot. Associated Press, November 1, 2012. Mohammed Abu Salah really wants to accept responsibility for his face violence. Instead, he blamed the media for the atheist killing of his two daughters. Again, let me, let me, you need to hear this piece of crap again. Okay? You got to hear this. Okay, I got it. Over again. Well, this can happen over and over again. And I want to say one more thing. Um, with the media bombarding every American every day with news about what they call Islamic terrorism, none of which is Islamic at all. Um, they're really preparing people for such tragedies and um, figuring them and provoking them. And that is an important message. Oh, that, yeah, that's an important message of liberal media. You know what? The guy that said it was an important message. That was on MSNBC. What a piece of garbage. Yeah, we're preparing. You know what? We're preparing for conflict. I'll say it right now. You need to be buying guns, you need to be buying ammo, and you need to prepare to do battle against Islam, because it's coming. Whether you like it or not, what you're seeing in Europe is coming to your town, it's coming to your state, and it's coming to your street and your home. What a piece of crap. What a fraud. Good night. I mean, again... Where's Fox News on this one? I haven't seen. No one's pointing this out. Again, our archive from last week, Chris Christie, 20, uh, 2008. Calling a man of good moral character and a good friend that was convicted of being a member of a loss and admitted to being a member of a loss. You can listen to our archive from last week on that one. And you can also Google it. You can also Google it. As well. And you know what? The, the the Council of Angry Islamic Ragheads, you know, they're upset. Why are they upset? They're upset because they don't like the word Islam or Islamic associated with these attacks. In fact, there's even a California assemblywoman. I may not agree with everything about her. But her name is Melissa Melendez. She's refused to back down after fellow lawmakers in the Council for Islamic Relations or CARE, Criminals Against Infidel Rights, Council of Angry Islamic Ragheads, have de- they've demanded that she apologize for what they're calling a hateful message posted on Twitter. 
And what did she post? I'll read it. I'll read it word for word. It's uh, on her Twitter, Melissa Melendez at ASM Melendez. Gut-wrenching news today. American Kayla Mueller murdered by Islamic savages. There must be consequences. Now, Kayla Mueller, I may disagree with her on Kayla Mueller. I mean, she was a piece of crap, but these people were at the same time. Um, these people were savages. Her use of the hashtag at Stand Up Against Islam, however, has people up in arms. Really? Well, let me talk about that. I got a friend of my, a call from a friend of mine, a, a, a Marine. I have a lot of Marine friends. God bless you guys. God bless for what you do and what you have done. Well, they don't like the word Islam. In fact, Bashim Akera, executive director of CARE in Sacramento, characterized the hashtag as hateful and called on Melinda's apologize. We've got, got one for you, CARE. I dare you. I dare you to come against my podcast. I dare you to call me out for hate speech and promoting hatred against Islam because I will not submit and I will not be silent, and I'm glad I'm meeting more and more people in the street that have the same attitude. Care needs to apologize to America. Care. Who in the hell is care to even bitch, whine, and moan? An organization that's on record for saying they're not here in America to be equal to any other religion, but to be dominant. Care's goal is to make the Quran, the highest authority in the land, not opinion, not an allegation, but fact. In fact, care representative Haroon Majal used almost the same talking points in an interview with KABC TV in Los Angeles, saying that hate rhetoric such as this can and does lead to hate crimes and demonizes a whole population. We feel it's extremely insensitive to say something like this about the faith of 1.6 billion people. Well, how about this one? Nuke Mecca. You gave us 9-11, we nuke Mecca. You know, a jaw-dropping expose on a six-month undercover operation that revealed the true terror-supporting nature of care was called, get this, Muslim Mafia inside the secret underworld that's conspiring to Islamicize the United States of America. People, those people who you say are peaceful Muslims are supporting the violent ones. Those people that you say are moderate peaceful Muslims openly are supporting the destruction of our Constitution, our First Amendment, and our Second, along with many others. People, it is time again not to worry about what these people say. In fact, I would like many of you people, many of you people, to order the book, 
Muslim Mafia. Great book. Great book by David Kabat. Uh, Kabat. I hope I said it right. But they, There's nothing hidden about this. In fact, here's a guy I want to. In fact, let me just play this here, people. I want to play a soundbite. This is General Boykin. He has a website called The Oak Initiative, okay? This is General Boykin. There's nothing hidden about this. The problem is most Americans have never read it, have never seen it, and will not hear it because if it's not on the news, if it's not on CNN or Fox News or NBC or the others, you don't know about it. But they've told us repeatedly what they intend to do. A guy named Abdurman al-Moudi, who is the former head of the American Muslim Council, he was a, considered to be a goodwill ambassador by the several of our administrations. He was sent to other countries to represent America. He has his photograph made with presidents of the United States, was considered to be the leading member of the Islamic community in America. This is what he said. Whether it takes 10 years or 100 years, America will become a Muslim country. This is a man that was revered by our administrations. Whether it takes 10 years or 100 years, America will become a Muslim country. Documents were found in a terrorist safe house in Europe five years ago that outlined a plan to dominate and take over America. Another set of documents were found in a terrorist home in Annandale, Virginia. A guy named Alvarasi had discovered that he was out videoing the George Washington Bridge, and they stopped him, and they, they went back and searched his home and found a false basement in his home. He was a member of the Council of American Islamic Relations. And when they went into his home and went into this false basement, they discovered these documents, and these documents laid out a five-phase plan for the Muslim Brotherhood to take over America. Read that. They are in the latter stages of phase three of that right now. You think it can't happen in America? It can happen in America, and it is happening in America. There's a recent book that came out called Muslim Mafia. Have any of you ever read this? Have you ever seen it? I encourage you to get this book, Muslim Mafia. Now, let me tell you what this book is about, because this book will scare you. This book will open your eyes. This book will shake you. And what this book says is frightening because there was a trial in Dallas, Texas in 2008, and during that trial, it was called the Holy Land Foundation Trial. They had a number of people on trial for raising money in America for terrorism, funding terrorism. Well, what's interesting about that trial was all the defendants were convicted on all 108 counts of raising money in America to fund terrorism. The evidence that was submitted was never refuted by the defense for these defendants. They said the evidence we don't argue with. Your evidence is good. After they were convicted, the judge produced 
an unindicted co-conspirator list of over 200 people and organizations. And what that unindicted co-conspirator list revealed was that virtually every major Islamic organization in America is raising funds for terrorism. The Council of American Islamic Relations, the leading number one Islamic group in America, went back to the judge and said, please take us off that list. And the judge said, not only will I not take you off the list, but I'm going to make this list public, and they publicized the list. You can find it on the Internet today of over 200 unindicted co-conspirators, meaning that they had the evidence to convict them, but they didn't have the resources or the time to convict these people. This organization, Council of American Islamic Relations, immediately started trying to burn the evidence in their headquarters in Northern Virginia. And they turned to a, a summer intern, a young man by the name of Gabbitz, and they turned to him and gave him the documents to go and burn these documents. But what they didn't realize was that he was only pretending to be a Muslim convert. The reality was he was collecting evidence against these people. And his father, David Gabbitz, and a guy named Paul Sperry took those documents and wrote this book. And you read this book, you read their own documents about what they are doing in America, and it will frighten you. The Muslim Brotherhood is very much alive, it is very real, and we need to be very concerned about it. Remember this, when you think in terms of only 15% of the Muslims in the world being jihadists, to include inside America, in 1917, only 3% of Russia was actually communist. In 1924, only 3% of Germany was actually Nazi. But what they shared was they shared leadership that was brutal, that was harsh, that was willing to do whatever they had to do to further their cause, and the rest is history. We saw by looking back at history, what they accomplished and what they did. And that's what we need to be concerned about. See, sociologists will tell you that you only need 2% of any society to change that society. Working together, working as a team. Well, then I come to the question of, so where is the church in all of this? Let me tell you something. There are 65 million people in this country that consider themselves to be born-again believers. You know how many of them were registered to vote? Less than half. And of those that are registered to vote, you know how many actually voted? Less than half. Where's the church today? And what's the church doing inside this country? And I would say the church has been asleep at the switch. And it is up to us, the believers, to rise up and to become a force to be reckoned with. And now a public service announcement from CARE, Criminals Against Infidel Rights. We are just like you, America. Well, except for our claims of God-given supremacy, a religious ideology of violence, offensive jihad, subjugation of women to men, Jew hatred, desire to institute medieval, to tell
totalitarian, theocratic law in the United States and designs on global domination. Besides those minor differences, we are pretty much identical. This is a message from the counter-jihad. This message is intended for the OIC, Organization of Islamic Cooperation, all of its member nations, and jihadis in America and around the world. We, the infidels of the world, are proud to reject your vile, violent, totalitarian political ideology disguised as a religion that you call Islam. Despite your repeated repetition of the lie that Islam means peace, we see the actions and deeds committed in the name of Allah and we are disgusted. We see through your lies. We are aware of both your kinetic military jihad against Western civilization and also your stealth jihad, what is commonly referred to as creeping sharia. We know that our leaders have been complicit in allowing jihadis determined to destroy our country to infiltrate the government and military and security infrastructure at the highest levels. When the time is right, those responsible will pay a high price for their treasonous actions. Those jihadis in positions of power will be eliminated. We will never allow you to replace our constitutionally guaranteed right to freedom of speech with respect for religion. As Thomas Mann so eloquently stated, tolerance becomes a crime when applied to evil. And Islam is so very, very evil. We categorically reject every single aspect of your evil totalitarian ideology started by a genocidal pedophile megalomaniac madman named Muhammad. Any ideology that demands death for those who leave it and those who refuse to adopt it is not a divinely inspired religion, it is a cult. America has a proud... Everywhere that Islam rules supreme, you kill and destroy anything not Muslim. Islam does not create cultures, you destroy them. Islam will never be part of Western civilization. Islam has no respect for women or minorities or freedom of thought or of expression. Islam in Western civilization is like a cancer. Cancer must be treated aggressively or it will kill the victim. There is no middle ground between your poisonous totalitarian ideology and the freedoms we cherish. When the time comes, we will kill every jihad e on earth to protect and defend our freedom. Hamas is a legitimate political entity. 
no one in the media in Georgia or Columbia County uh, to include WGAC Channel 6, Channel 12, Channel 26, Channel 54 are yet to talk about this guy. The very man that organized the debate between John Merrill, Democrat, who lost in the recent election against uh, the challenger, Rick Allen, freshman, uh, congressman now. And he was criticized for not shaking the hand of this raghead, Patal, who also does abortions, who's also on record for supporting Occupy Wall Street, which was funded in part by Nazis and communists. And by the way, he attends the Islamic Center of Augusta, who is headed up by an Iman immigrant from Syria, who also received in 2008, since we heard a lot about care a few moments ago, an award for political activism the same year. Huh. Wow. Isn't that amazing, people? Connect the dots, and the local media in Augusta doesn't want to talk about it. They can't say they don't know. Well, if you just now join the show, you need to download it because you're going to hear things that people in the media don't want to talk about. They're burying their heads in the sand, people. And I'm going to tell you right now, ignoring the problem won't make it go away, like a woman ignoring a lump in her breast, which could be breast cancer. It's not going to go away. If a woman takes care of the lump initially, she may save her breast, may even save her life. But if it's ignored, she'll lose her breast and maybe her very life. People, it is time to stand and unite against Islam. If you're in Columbia County, Georgia, I can be emailed at freedomfighterradiocontact at gmail.com. We would like to put a billboard up in our area that says Unite Against Islam. Go to freedomfighterradio.net. Help us. We need support to make this happen. Stand against Islam. Unite against Islam. Tell 10 people this week about freedomfighterradio.net and we'll be back next week. People, Overruled by the Wright Brothers. I guess the judges disagree with what the Constitution says. So they don their rooms and twist the words into what they want. 
fight that you may die. Run. You'll live. At least a while. I'm dying in your bed many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! You've been listening to FreedomFighterRadio.net. Politically incorrect and in your face. Enemies of America, you're on notice. It's FreedomFighterRadio.net.